Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast, the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open Round One Recap. And joining me from the dock, Kyle Porter. KP, what's up, my man? From the dock. It's uh, just living the lake. Hey, yeah, I, I've got a. Uh, so the other day we're sitting out here. I'm uh, I'm just hanging out on the on the dock, and all of a sudden, and this is very relevant to to the Shriners. What we're about to talk about, I see an eagle fly in to to this to this area where we are and just land in a tree and i'm going what i i don't think i've ever seen an eagle before and wow. i call i call the kids and the wife out and my wife's like come on are you sure it's not like a pigeon i'm like oh well, i think i know the difference between an eagle and a pigeon <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sure enough this eagle just sits up there it's eating fish up in the tree. I mean, it, it was insane. I've never experienced anything like that. It was, it was very cool. And I'll let you segue that into what we're talking about with Bryson. Yeah, that was very professional. Hopefully I don't mess it up too much. Um, <laughs> but another, we had another National Geographic episode on the golf course today where Bryson DeChambeau had five eagle putts. Now, he didn't make any of them. I mean, what's going on with this putting, right? Uh, well, he shot nine under par, 62 today. Kyle, I mean... Did you expect anything different at this point? You know, it, it's uh, it's funny because I, I, I feel like it, th- like what he's doing is so unusual that, you know, the way that we kind of talked about it, even leading into this event, I, you, you think it's going to work, but then it, you're like, oh, yeah, of course he shot 62. Like if he putts at all, he's going to shoot 62, 63, 64, and he putted it really well. I, I know he didn't make any of those eagle putts, but he actually – made some uh he made a, he made a lot of putts on i think he gained two and a half something like that strokes with the putter on thursday and when that happens it's just going to be i mean he he, he uh, we can get into the numbers but the way he's hitting it off the tee and he does the thing where he's like oh yeah I, you know i was i hit some thin they were kind of healy thin and you're like what the hell like you hit it you average three 50 off the tee like what are you talking about um but he was he's just so dominant he told us he was going to do this right he said i'm going to try to drive four of the par fours i think he ended up driving two of them came up short on two of the others or he didn't try on number one i don't think uh but you know he drives seven it was like 360 he's got a 14 foot eagle putt so it's just kind of the stuff that he's telling us he's going to do and then he then he goes and does it it's so impressive. He is basically just eliminating the importance of the iron play. Iron play is completely different for him. It's become the equivalent of fairway wood play for somebody else, right? He uses his irons to reach, and, and these are mid to short irons to reach par fives. The long par threes, 200 yard par threes, he's hitting nine irons, eight yeah. irons, right? So that is a huge advantage. It's a, um, his club head speed right now is a force multiplier and it affects every part of his game uh, in a, in a largely positive way. 
Um, and the thing that always impresses me, continues to impress me, it's his putting. He gained yeah. uh, 2.72 strokes gained on, on the field today. So uh, extremely impressive. And I think, I mean, can anybody beat him, Kyle? Realistically, is he's leading the tournament. Can anybody catch him in three rounds? You know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I just don't know if they will. Like, I, I you know, and I think – some of this, and I'm curious about your take on this. So I was watching his back nine on Thursday morning or Thursday around lunchtime. And the second hole in the course, his 11th hole on the day, he, hits a, he has to hit a provisional because he, he yanks it out to the left. It's kind of up in the rocks. And he, he, uh, he makes par from there. He ends up finding his first ball. He makes par from there. And I just wonder, like – it feels like we so rarely see him hit bad tee shots. I mean, the dispersion is going to be like, there's going to be more variety because it's so much farther out. Like like if you're off at all, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be sprayed a little bit more than, than a normal guy. But is there a scenario in which like, are you going into these rounds thinking like, Oh, I don't know, like how accurate he's going to be off the tee today. You're not right. No, no, it's not a concern at all. And his, fairways real quick i know we're we're um, up against it here but his fairways are not just the width of the fairways his fairways are the width of the the trees he plays between the trees anything between the trees for him works because of the club he's going to have into the green and with rough this week i mean anywhere on grass is completely fine for him and and he really is quite accurate especially at his length it's been amazing so i definitely don't see bryson falling this week um which leads us to our risers and fallers segment here kyle um who would be your number one riser hard for bryson to rise up the leaderboard when you're already in first who are you looking at today to to really make a move going forward yeah so the the stat we were kind of talking about this before we started taping the stat that we love to look at on this is t to green search gain t to green who maybe didn't score that well because they didn't putt and this is where you might find Bryson over the next few days. Like he might go out on Friday, gain another three strokes off the tee, but he might shoot a 68 or a 70 because he didn't put it. And on Thursday, that guy was Camilio Vajegas, uh, somebody who played great last week, hit it really well, tee to green on Thursday, um, but didn't make any putts. I think producer Jacob said he lost like two strokes on, on the greens with his putter. So I love guys like that that are not only does he have one round in the bag of hitting it well, but he played awesome last week. One of his best tournaments in a while. Uh, obviously, he's been going through just a, a horrible year personally um, with, with the loss of his, uh, of his child. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I like the way he's playing. I like that he didn't put it that great on Thursday. I think he has, a, a I don't know, something in the mid-60s on, uh, on Friday. I I hope, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but there's very few players on the PGA Tour. In fact, I would say no players on the PGA Tour. I'm rooting for more than Camilo Vajegas so far this year. So um, I think that's a great pick. The guy for me, the riser for me is Colin Morikawa. Um, He shot 200 today. And you look at his numbers. He lost 1.3 off the tee, uh, 130th in strokes gain off the tee very unlike him he was he was himself on the uh approaching the green gained a a shot and a half but then he lost nearly two putting 130th there i think he gets a couple of putts to fall and the iron play starts to get going a little bit more that's kind of his his bad round round with the iron play i think that's going to improve 
and you're going to see him make a bunch of birdies tomorrow. Um, Kyle, is there a guy that you're looking at saying uh, stay away from somebody in the model that you really are, are a little bit worried about? Uh, well, so Austin Cook and Harold Varner are, in, are T2. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They're eight under. Did anybody else join them in the afternoon? I didn't, I didn't finish the afternoon. Uh, you have Scott Harrington at eight under as well. Uh, I think Cook, I mean, he's somebody who I, I like him, but if, if you're looking at between him and Varner, Varner's tee to green game is just a lot better. But Harold Varner's tee to green game is really good. It is. I was looking at Absolutely. His, num- his numbers from 2019 20, and he's a lot higher up in terms of ball striking than, than maybe you would think. He's not a huge guy. He doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't – you don't think about him when you think about, like, huge drivers or anything like that. But his numbers from Tita Green are, are super impressive. So, I would out of that group that's at the top, I would probably go with Austin Cook. Yeah, I think that's a fair choice. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that's a little bit lower down the list. He's in tied 12th, uh, Brian Harmon, who's at six under par – um, and I, I look at Brian Harmon as a guy, he's, he's accurate, but he doesn't make a ton of birdies. And in order for him to make a ton of birdies, he has to have a great putting day. He did today. Uh, he gained nearly three shots putting. Um, and, and I look at his other numbers and he lost off the tee. He barely gained approaching the green. Um, and he almost gained a whole shot around the green. And that to me is something that uh, it's a little bit too lenient on the putter. So I look at Brian Harmon as a guy, especially at the distance he hits it. There, it's it's not like he's going to have four eagle putts or five eagle putts in a round. He may have two um, if he if he hits great shots. So it's like it's more likely to be none. So I look at Brian Harmon as a guy that I think is gonna um, is gonna fade heading into tomorrow. Hey, um, what do you real quick? What do you what do you think, guys? Like Harmon and I, I was watching Morikawa today. And I'm like, what is he thinking when he sees Bryson out there doing doing some of this stuff? Like, what? Like, how? I just I don't know how you stay in in your like I don't know how you kind of stay in your lane if you're a Brian Harmon and don't think like how am I ever going to win a golf tournament? If you're Brian Harmon, you're you found yourself in the middle of no man's land in a, in a very strange way, because you're, you're so far along. I had a conversation with Brendan Todd recently. Um, and, and this is basically what he said. Look, I'm 35. I've been to where I, you have no game. I've lost my game. I've built it back. I can't go chase distance right now at this age. I have to play the best I can with what I have right now, because I, I don't have the time. I don't have the luxury of going and putting on 40 pounds and bulking up speed. So for a Brian Harmon, I imagine he's in a very similar situation. Morikawa is interesting. He has so much time that he's got to look not just at Bryson, but at Matthew Wolf and some of these yeah. other players and say, look, if there's another generation, if the next wave of college kids comes in and pushes the bar even farther, I, I turn into a short neck giraffe very quickly. I can compete now, but is this career, how long does this career last with my current style of play? And I think Colin Morikawa is going to have to I'm going to have to increase his speed a little bit. I really do. Not that he has to turn into a bomber. You don't have to change your style. You just have to make sure that your speed can continue to grow. So you can kind of, it's like inflation. You got to keep up with inflation and uh, otherwise you're losing. If you're not gaining, you're losing. So I really think Bryce is setting an interesting bar. Yeah. That's what I don't love about some of the, the Bryson stuff is I, I don't want it to turn into this like, okay, well, who's going to, you know, can Rory hit 200 with, the, uh, you know, on his, on his, uh, on his ball? Like, like what I just, 
Like, I love Colin Morikawa's game. And I don't want, of all people, for somebody like Colin Morikawa to have to be like, well, I got to I gotta ratchet it up so that I'm averaging 330 off the tee. That just – I don't know. I, I Again, not to – I feel like I'm the one that keeps going, like, all Nick Saban, like, is this what we want golf to be? And I just don't know that it is. And so, yeah. I, again, I'm beating the drum on this. People are kind of hollering at me a little bit on Twitter of like, hey, I don't think other people care about this as much as you. Which is true. Like I, I care about it more than probably the average golf fan, but I just feel like it's a big deal. And and maybe it's not, but it, it does feel that way right now, especially after uh, watching Bryson go out and shoot sixty, back up his U.S. Open win with the sixty-two on Thursday. Yeah, it, it he feels a little bit unbeatable right now. But this is a yeah. fascinating game, and we've only seen really two players in the history sustain at a level where they were unbeatable for uh, for a really long period of time. And Tiger and Jack, I mean, everybody else seemed to have a chink in the armor. Does Bryson have a chink in the armor? Well, he's got a long way to go at this level to prove that he's uh, amongst that group. Uh, but speaking of Bryson, he is a member of the featured group tomorrow. Uh, and I want to get some some picks for our, our featured yeah. group PGA Tour Live tomorrow. So we have Bryson, Cameron Champ, and Matthew Wolf. These guys are all setting the bar, which is uh, a fascinating group. Uh, I don't have any odds right now at the time of um, of taping, but you have to imagine Bryson's going to be a heavy favorite. Who do you like in that group, Bryson, Champ, or Wolf? Yeah, I watched this group again quite a bit on on Thursday. But they're all super fun. They just have such unique swings. Uh, Champ's flight off the tee is a joke. Uh, Wolf's swing is obviously well documented. Uh, I, you know, I I like in a group like this. I like to take the guy that was. Uh, that didn't maybe play as great as the other guys. Cause I, I think that, and I'll go with Wolf. Uh, I, I don't think camera champ was four under Bryson nine under, I think we'll finish two or three, something three. like that. Three yeah, under. Three. Okay. So I'll, I'll go with Wolf here. I, I think that, uh, I think he's somebody that I think he's a better putter than people think he is. Um, so I'll say he, he, he wins out of that threesome tomorrow. You know, I'm going to agree with you. I, I was between him and Bryson. I don't have a ton of confidence in Camp Champ right now, even though it was a great round today. But I do have a lot of confidence in Matthew Wolf, And I think yeah. there's a, a competitive, you know, it's it's a little bit of a rematch. And I'm fascinated to see how, how Matthew Wolf handles Bryson again. How often can you get beat by this guy? It's not like Bryson <laughs> has an advantage. He, it's not like he has anything you don't, right? The, this, the, his physical size doesn't affect Matthew Wolf. He hits it yeah. just as far as him. So there, these two are playing the same game or a very similar game. And I'm interested to see if Matthew Wolf kind of grits his teeth and goes out there and get him. I'm going to say he does it. So I'm going to agree with you. Our next featured group, we have Colin Morikawa, Webb Simpson, Joaquin Neiman. Real quick, Kyle, who do you like? Uh, I'll go with Webb. Uh, I didn't love what I saw out of the other two today. Neiman hit a couple of just weird shots that didn't look like his normal self. Webb looked pretty locked in. I don't know where he finished four or five. I think something like that. So I'll, I'll say, uh, I'll say he gets it done again tomorrow. I'm going to go. Um, I love Webb, and I think Webb's really going to crank it up a notch, but I think Colin Morikawa is as well as he is my yeah. biggest riser heading into tomorrow. Um, it's hard for me to say Webb's going to beat him tomorrow. So I, I'm going to go with Morikawa, but I think a great day for Webb as well. Yeah. That's right, a fun Kate. group, by the way. Yeah, it is really fun group. And both those featured groups, you have very different styles. A little bit more yeah. of a classic style 
um, and a little bit more of a modern style. Very, very interesting to watch. So I know we'll be tuning in. I hope you enjoyed uh, the first round of the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open. And I hope you enjoyed the first round recap right here on the first cut. We'll be with you tomorrow. It'll be Rick Run Good and I. And uh, hey, we'll see you then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.